<laughs> there we go, look. <laughs> Start off strong, as they say. Yes, it is Thursday. <laughs> it is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. We do have two other people joining us. They're going to join with us very, very soon, very shortly. Um, but it is the pregame show for this weekend's game, which is scrolling across the bottom wrong. There we go. Um, <laughs> it's all gone wrong this morning, uh, this evening, Lorne. <laughs> and I even said this morning, man. Um, uh, it's, it's basically what's happened is just as we've gone live, Dallas Cowboys have gone live with their Hall of Fame announcement. So we're trying to do like seven things at once here. <laughs> How are we doing anyway, Lorne? Get you talking for yeah. a minute. Yeah, doing good. Um, glad to see that uh, Demar Hamlin's making a recovery as well, and is up news. and a, well, not up and about, but he's he's awake and everything. Awake, yeah. um, obviously, early days yet, but the prognosis is good, so um, we can put that behind us a little bit. So um, and look look forward. There, there won't be as as dark a shadow over this week week eighteen games as as might have been expected. Yeah, it was it was pretty hefty how that's how the week finished off, you know, in uh, football, man. It's a tough watch, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we spoke to UK Bills as well, and they were keeping us up to date and said thanks for everything as well. Yep, yep. Um, and now we can get forward to looking forward to roasting Major Tuddy and cool. Oh, God. Talk to me about that mascot. How do you feel about that? Oh, I think it's just typical uh, commanders. I mean, you know, everything that they've done so far, you know, the the rebranding as commanders, you know, and I don't think the fans were too happy about that. No. The Sean Taylor, the, the Sean Taylor statue that yeah. <laughs> literally looks as if they've taken the, the framework from a, a footlocker model. Um, and then you go and you make a big thing about it for for your final uh, or one of your final games, and um, you know, and literally they only score one touchdown in the whole of that game. <laughs> you know, and Carson Wentz uh, throws three interceptions. Yeah, and it, it was interesting to see that you know, obviously the Daily Mail and online picked up on it and quote, quoted uh, blogging the boys and a couple of other sites as well, all t- ripping the Mickey out of it. So. Um, it's really, it's the gift that keeps on giving the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I know. Like, how many ways can you um, just like show how inept you are? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just terrible, man. But here we go. Let's bring in um, the guest for this evening. We've got him all the way over from Ohio. It is, of course, our very great friend, Mr. Big Game James. How are we doing, sir? What's good, man? Hold on, hold on. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yep. What's going on? How y'all doing? Yeah, good, man. It's good to see you smiling away. So it's good to see that smile. Man, it's been a long time, dog. I was I knew the last time we couldn't do it, and I was like, okay, I told you. When I, I can't get it that time, I will always schedule it the next time where nothing will be in the way. And I even sped home for you. Yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about um, Major Tuddy. How do you feel about that? About who? Major Tuddy. Major the, Tuddy. Um, Who's that? Washington mascot. What happened? He new... died? No. No, I, no. no I didn't the, see it. The, 
they they announced their new mascot this week this last weekend, and it's basically a giant pig, dressed up dressed up with a, a sort of World War One um, battle helmet, and you know it's even got the pot belly. It's supposed to hark back to the the Washington Hogs, and um, I think actually some of the, some of the 80s linemen are actually forming a coalition to take <laughs> take them to court as well. So. Oh hey, I you know what? I'm just glad I'm not a Washington fan. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want my mascot okay. as no pig, dog. No, yeah. I don't want that. That's <laughs> we, like we, the we, this animal on the earth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like saying when you go through like everything that the commanders have done in the sort of last two years, like just how inept they are. That front office and just running hey, that system. Cool. Stay bad. I don't that's my <laughs> yeah. most hated team, my most hated rival. Stay bad, stay terrible. I love seeing them just keep messing up Daniel Snyder, keep messing that organization up because <laughs> hey, I remember all those battles back then. So I love seeing them just just looking like in a disarray. Mm-hmm, I do. They really are, aren't they? Terrible. But here we go then, guys. We are here for this weekend's game, which is against Washington Manners. Kickoff in the UK is 9.25pm, which just so happens to be, because the NFL are very clever like that, just so happens to be the same time the Philadelphia Eagles play the Giants. So they are playing of each course. other at the same time. Yeah. And, um, and the same time that the 49ers are playing the Cardinals as well, correct. which also has the implication for us as to, you know, if we manage to beat, if we manage to win, the Eagles manage to lose, then you require the 49ers to lose as well to get the one seed. If not, we're the two seeds. So, yeah. So um, it's very interesting because obviously every team doesn't know what they're going to do. Um, they all have to play for something. But here's a question for you guys. Knowing with what the lineup is looking like, because the Cowboys at this stage could be uh, team seed one, seed two, or seed five. Um, are you guys wanting to go out there and fight for that first position? Because it could very well be the, the Cowboys face Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers with the way things are going. Um, I mean, we, or do you want to stay in that fifth seed spot? And make this a nothing game. Make this your buy this weekend. And uh, that way you get to face either what could be the Saints um, or the Buccaneers. I think for me, I'd rather be at home, you know, and hosting a playoff game and potentially hosting playoff games all throughout the playoffs, you know, if other fixtures come your way as well. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, at the moment, it's pretty much a muchness because you know you're you're probably talking Green Bay, Tampa Bay if we're in the fifth seed, and then if we're in the number two seed, then you're you're talking who would it be? It'd be um yeah, it'd be Green Bay or or Seattle or uh, Detroit. So it could be yeah, Detroit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know. We we've been the one seed before. We've had that week off, and then you know, guys have lost their sharpness. Now, I think we're a slightly more veteran team this time. We've got enough guys there that are a veteran core that could help us with the the number one. Um, but yeah, you just you you got to hope that you can. You know, each position actually has its own pitfalls of playing in it. So um, yeah. 
What do you, what do you think, big game? Because well, one thing that is really important to note here, and I went and checked, the Cowboys in the NFC have the best home record, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, if you want me to keep it real, I don't want to play at home. I'm just being real. If we yeah. play it at home, if it happens, we got the one seed. I'm cool. I want to be a road warrior. I feel like, uh, yeah, we got an A1 record in the regular season. Remember that, fellas. A1 in the regular season. Changes in the playoffs. How many times do we have playoff games at home and it's a big stinker? We had the last two times. We had San Francisco. We had Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers. But first, personally, I don't care about either one of those guys, okay? I want all the smoke with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers didn't beat Dallas in Green Bay. Dallas beat Dallas in Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So yep. I'm not giving him that – uh, oh, I don't. I want to stay away. No, I want. I want Rogers because we got to get you. He's eight and two. Tom Brady is seven and zero. Oh. Okay, that's mm. fifteen and two against us. We have to have a strong role to get to these playoffs. I want to be battle tested, and you can tell me. Me personally, I want Tom Brady in the first round. I want to go to Tampa Bay, and I want to beat Tom Brady. He yeah. beat us seven times: five with the Patriots, two with the Bucks. And here's the thing. Those last two years, the first year we had him in Tampa Bay. We should have won that game. He got yes. us. Yeah. Then you came back in this game, and yes, they they beat us. They handled us that game. You know what I mean? So this is a perfect time, in my opinion. You're not going to get too many more chances with Tom Brady. Yeah, he's probably going to try to play till he's 50 years old, right? But yeah. <laughs> we're talking about at his, you know, he just came off the big game with Carolina, right? So they're all talking, Tom Brady's back. Tom. So I want that because we need that revenge. If we go on the road, we beat Tom Brady, right? Send him in misery. What is that going to make for our confidence the next round? Okay, we just slayed a dragon who has been a nemesis for us his whole career. If we go on the road this year, right? When on the road after we had the disappointment of last year, I'm telling you, fellas, that's going to give this team a strong, strong confidence going into that next round. And I'm keeping it real. I like us at home, but I just feel like it's too much pressure there. I feel like they'll crack under the pressure again. But I feel yeah. like if we're on the road, it's less of the noise. It's less of the stuff. It's on them. We go in there. We go hard. We blow them out, and we get the next round. That's what yeah. I want, in my opinion. I want Tom Brady. I've been one Tom Brady. I've been wanting him for five weeks. I'm tired <laughs> of him. I want to put him out of there. Yes, I yeah. want all of Tom Brady, bro. Because you, here's the funny part, right? And tell me what you think on all this, right, guys? I find the narrative quite strange on Tom Brady that people are going, oh, look at what, you know, the last few games, all the rest of it. Yeah, but for 58 minutes of each of those games, Tom Brady is non-existent. He turns up in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and wins the game. And suddenly he's the hero. Does anyone find that strange? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that's just a credit to their defense that they keep them in the game for Brady to actually, you know, turn flick the switch and turn it on, you know, so that he can win it. But um, uh, if if they were playing with a lesser defense, I mean, sorry, Brady would be languishing in the doldrums at the moment. So you're you're seeing it almost with Aaron Rodgers that Aaron Rodgers is having to step up and play because Green Bay's defense hasn't been as good 
Um, you know, and I, I see there some somebody thinks that the Lions have a good chance of beating them, but um, you know, it, it is in Green Bay. Lions don't travel well to Green Bay, so you know. True. Um, but here's the crazy part on that, though, Lawn. Lions have been playing really well too. They beat yeah. Green Bay. They're in the playoffs. That's it. It's done. It's solidified. I wouldn't mind need, facing the Lions need, again. They need Seattle to. They need Seattle to lose as well, though. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, but so, yeah. but check this out, Mike. Don't be sleeping on them Lions, bro. Like I know, I, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Don't be sleeping on them. If they get in the playoffs, they got nothing to lose. They're gonna play free because mm. nobody expected them to be there. So they're not gonna do. They're not gonna play with no worries. They're probably gonna throw the kitchen sink. They're gonna do whatever because it don't matter if they lose. It was a great season for them. Let's keep it real. If they make the playoffs and get blown out in the first round, it's still a great season for Detroit because they don't see the playoffs no more. So that. That, that gives them more credence for Dan Campbell and them for them to feel good about themselves. But, you know, another thing, another way, reason why I want to play against Tampa Bay, because I remember when I think, I don't know if it was Devin White, when they had that interview after they played us, and he was like, we knew exactly what they were going to do. Uh, yeah, we knew they were going to yeah, do this. Yeah, we knew yeah. we were going to do that. Yeah, and they were yeah. going to do this. We knew the play. This is though. a time for Kellen Moore to step up right here. They just called you out the week one, right? So yeah. they'll probably go into this game if Dallas plays Tampa Bay saying, oh, we already know what they're going to do. They're going to do the same thing like they always do. This is a game for Kellen Moore to shut up and silence critics. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a do a throw a totally different wrinkle at y'all, and we about to get at y'all. I, if I was a coordinator, I would love it. Oh, you got me the first game, and you was talking trash, saying you knew my place? Okay, now I'm, I'm in the playoffs. The off, yeah. I'm, I'm about to get you in these playoffs. Now I'm about to yeah, show yeah. you about my play calling. That's why I want them. Yeah, you, you like you, you want Kellen Moore to have a Two fire, like, like you want a fire underneath his ass to really step up. It's like you know what? Okay, you beat me the first round, but I'm not gonna make that same mistake again, pretty much. So, but yeah, and the uh, apologies for being late, guys. So, uh, but yeah, you all good, big dog. What's up with you? Oh, <laughs> man, just tired, dude. Working, working, you. working. Yeah, I feel you. I I worked and I told I told Mike I sped home. I literally got off work and jumped right on the channel. But that's what it is because I love talking to you guys. So it's all good. You feel me? So let me ask you guys, since Mike is uh, out there, I want to ask both of you guys. You know, we just talked about the playoff seating and thinking this and that. How do you feel about these other teams? I mean, how do you feel like, you know, I, I gave you my perspective. I want all the smoke with any of them. How do you guys feel about them? And give me your honesty about the teams. Uh, potentially could be in the playoffs. Are you worried about any one team, or are you like, we can do this? For me, like, you just don't know with Tampa Bay who's going to turn up. That's my only concern. Like, are they going to be the, the, the Tampa Bay that with that star started by receivers? They've got with Evans and et cetera, and Julio and et cetera. We don't know. We're not seeing that, but there are glimpses where they can shine out of mm -hmm. nowhere. But Minnesota, I'm not particularly worried. Because we already beat them, we, we we've we've got them in our back pocket. Personally, I think we've if we play them again mm -hmm. somewhere, somewhere in the playoffs, I think that'd be great. Um, if we were to get some get to meet the Eagles again somewhere in the playoffs, I think we'll beat them again because uh, based on that, that last performance. But if Jalen Hurts is playing, then we just need to make sure we stop the run play option. Um, but 
other than that, it's just it seems to be the boogeyman. I'm more worried about it. It's just more of a self conscious thing. It's, our, it's us, y'all. It's us. There you go. Yeah. It's yeah. us. Yeah. It's and, not them no more. It's not them yeah, no more. It's, 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 it's a mind right. block now. It's a mind yeah. block. I was saying this on one of my shows, fellas. Um, you remember, you know, Boston Red Sox way back in the day, they used to always choke. I watched them. Yeah, yeah. Yankees in used the to final always minutes, always. Yep. And then I, I remember that one year, I think it was three to one, or it was three zero, three one. And they're like, up, oh, same thing again. And the Red mm. Sox came back and finally beat that curse. And guess what? They went on to win the World Series. And then you didn't talk about curse no more. You feel me? The Atlanta Braves, I used to watch them choke every year in baseball. They finally broke that curse. You don't talk about it no more. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. to me, it's like a curse over Dallas 27 years. They talk about it year in and year out. Yeah. This yep. is the time to break the curse, fellas. You have yeah. an opportunity when you look at the teams in this NFC. Oh, my God. You can't tell me we can't beat everybody in here. It's in our minds now. It's we got to step up and play the daggone game of football. And let's stop thinking about all that other stuff and beat these teams like we know we can. Yeah. It's not the cow. Go on. Go to Paul. I was going to say, like, when you really put this perspective from the start of the season, we didn't really – we counted ourselves out at the start of the season. Like – Considered like with with um, a what you call him, Randy Cooper, Cooper, Gone, etc. Like we weren't too sure if Tyler Smith was the guy when we drafted him. Thankfully, he is. Um, Sam Williams was like, did we draft him too high? He's proving all the questions. It's like, but still, somewhere like even just even with blowouts, we're still having doubt about the rest of the season. Like. We're just because there's that inconsistency, and that's goes back to what you're just saying there, James. It's like it's on us, it's not on the teams that we're playing against, the better on us. We're actually letting them get the opportunity. Like, for example, like I was at that Houston, Texas game, and that was going to be one of the worst football games I've ever attended in my life. Like, it was so stalemate, there was no like, there was no click flare. There was nothing until yeah. that last two minutes of that game. Out of nowhere, that takes it to the house. Like, wins the game for us, that game. So, <clears> it, it, <throat> in a way, it's like we've got a really good team, but it's frustrating at the same time. And I, the... Go on. And I, just to finish it off, like, mm. I just hope every single player on our roster just actually turns up and we're not, and the coaches especially, we're on our A game. We're, when we're on our A game, we are unstoppable. That's a fact. It's true. And like, here's the bit that, that makes me laugh is that, like, loads of Cowboys fans that I'm seeing, and probably because, you know, we're in that community, you see it so much. So many people are complaining, saying, oh, the Cowboys are on, you know, they're slowing down. The defense hasn't gotten many sacks as it used to. The offense doesn't seem to be clicking. And it's like, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you and argue your point that the Cowboys are a perfect team. They're not. But show me a perfect team in the NFL, especially the NFC. Show me that perfect team. Or show me a team where all the fans are complaining about some segment of their roster. Because guess what? That's yep. the NFL. It's well, not Madden. Well, that, that is, that's a good point, Chris. When you really break down our roster, it's like we've got a starting quarterback. Who two has, running um, backs. Two running backs. And potentially, maybe even free with Millie Davis and how he develops in the future as well. Opinion, yeah. Right. 
We've got mm-hmm. our wide receivers. We've mm-hmm. got we brought in T.Y. Hilton in, which has Look been ab- absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Right. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. You would have thought our biggest weak uh, uh, weakness would have been at the linebacker core, but we've held up. We've held up our end of the bargain here. The guys that are playing linebacker, like with Delone Brand, uh, uh, sorry, um, Demon Clark. Clark. So yeah. him coming in, who was not expected to play this year, he's came in and he is balled out, absolutely balled out. Like it, it mesmerizes how a guy who just came back from a major surgery like that and they come in and actually make an instant impact to this team. And you've mm-hmm. got Micah Parsons, etc. And don't forget our defensive line. The, the job that Aiden Dudley has done overall in the past two years has been nothing but exceptional. And yeah. And obviously, I think the only weakness you can really say right now, as of right now, is our corner, like the, uh, the, the secondary. But, yeah. but, but Nation that, Wright didn't have a bad game. No, he had a great game. But but what I'm trying to say is, it's like when you really kind of break down, it's like there's not really much of a, a weak area that we actually do have when in perspective. It's like we have a really good team in our hands. It's up to them. Excuse me. It's up to them to really get their A game and actually show up in game day. Yeah. And some good news, I, good news on the roster as well, and I'll let you speak, Lorne. Leighton Van Der Esch and Jonathan Hankins are both going to be available for that first playoff game. Yep. And, uh, I mean, we've got another, we've got another game where Nashawn Wright can get more snaps, and Nashawn Wright, week on week, has been building. Um, you know, it, as long as he stays healthy, which obviously there was issues uh, at points during the, the Tennessee Titans game, but yeah, you know if he if he keeps building on these snaps, then you know going into the playoffs is better having him three games under his belt than having, um, you know, asking him to step up in the playoffs. So, um, I I feel I feel comfortable with him. I think you know the defense is going to get it all together, um, and you know every I think everybody's complaining because we had the perfect game against Minnesota where we. One forty to three, and then from that point on, you know why? Why aren't we winning forty to three every week? And you know that, that just doesn't happen. I mean, even the nineteen seventy two Dolphins came close to losing games as well. It's um, called being human. And 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 yeah. and fa- fairness, though, like when you're going up against teams like the Texans, who are sh- we should be blown out, and teams like with the injury list that Tennessee had, we mm. should have been blown name out as well. I can understand the frustration, but I want to mention as well, like, and I want to show a lot of appreciation for this guy, Leighton Vanderish. I'm so happy that he's coming back, and I think he's probably one of the most underrated players in our team this year. Like the amount of work you don't actually like when you watch the game film, he is everywhere. He's not making the impact plays like Parsons or the defensive line are doing, but he is there. He's there stopping the run. He's there in the months, the trenches. He is actually balling out full flat. And I, I think he's not getting enough credit right now. Yeah. And again, I mean, you saw, you saw him during the Tennessee Titans game. He, obviously, he was wearing the mic and everything, and he was standing on the sidelines. He was going up to the young guys at, during the breaks and actually talking to them and giving them tips, giving them pointers, getting them into position so that you know the next time they were out in the field, they were in position to make the plays. That's unselfish, uh, you know, behaviour from a guy that you know potentially 
if we can't re-sign him, you know, he'll be away the next year, you know, and these guys he's, are he, taking his taking his job. We he, want to get him back, but you know, unless you got a crystal ball and you know what what you're going to get him for, um, you know, we want him back, but potentially he could be playing somewhere else, and he knows that, but he wants this team to be good, and I think. You've got he's a, that. He's a, he's a team player, mate. He's a team player. End of. Yeah. Right. And and I, if I can recall, I don't think as of right now we have a player that is a selfish player in our roster, which is very important. I might add, mm. every player plays for their teammates in this team. Like, there's no bravado. There's no like. I think now in retrospective, like the OBG stuff, I think I'm so glad that we did not do that. And mm. and and when you look at other teams, like we're having players like uh, like Antonio Brown, it's all about them, but it's no about it's no about the team. Whereas us, we've got our defensive line; they're being rotated. Our linebackers have been rotated. Our corners have been rotated. Our offense has been rotated. I mean, what more can we ask for? It, well, it's, it's a proper team effort we've got and look at where we are right now we're in a really good situation right now we're uh, 12 and 4 we could be 13 and 4 we could be 12 and 5 but still we're in the playoffs we're the fifth seed guaranteed we're going ahead and like and then i don't just stresses but i want brady i want tom <laughs> brady i want i want to end this curse before he retires i yeah. am sick of that whole stigma of about Tom Brady undefeated against the Cowboys. I want to end that. It's like as a nail in the coffin, off to the sunset you go, knowing that you didn't beat Dallas undefeated. Yeah, so a lot to take away there, big game, James. So I'm going to hit you with the first one. First question, LVE, Lorne uh, and Paul were talking about that. Does he deserve a contract going forward? That's going to be tough. Um He's definitely stepped up because I w- mm-hmm. I made a video earlier this year where I was a little critical of him, that he was still hesitating. He wasn't yeah, meeting people yeah. in the hole. He wasn't finishing his plays. Uh, but he Changed stepped his game up, man. He ste- I, I, You know, I, I jumped out there and said it as well, uh, Paul, that he had definitely stepped his game up, um, especially like the last three or four weeks. He had really been playing good football, especially in that 14-tackle game. He was all over the place. He was meeting people in the hole. He was – seeing where they were going he didn't hesitate he was going in there feeling he was dropping in coverage yeah. i was like this is the lv we were seeing in his rookie year this is the lvv mm-hmm. LV we've been one so the, i find the most important thing he was tackling with intention yeah, as well. yeah. And, and, and and that seemed to be what was kind of missing at the start of the season like and all of a sudden Hey, but I tell you what, you know what also changes that too? When you're on a one-year deal. When you're on a yeah. one-year deal, you yeah. ain't playing good early. Yeah, <laughs> right? When you're on a one-year deal early, you ain't playing good. You better play good at the end because you ain't going to get no contract no more, right? Everybody else is looking at you too as well. So he can't be – he's not just playing for his contract possibly for the Cowboys. He's playing for – he's auditioning for the league as well. So he oh, has to step his game up So because he's still young. Um, do I think – I think the Cowboys will throw a contract, but we know Stephen Jones. It's going to be a certain amount of number. If you want to go with this number, come on back. If you want to go outside of that number, we're going to go do something else. And I think that's what Stephen Jones is going to come. But I do feel like we need depth because if you look at it next year, right, you only got because the way they're playing Parsons, unless something happens with Dan Quinn, Parsons is playing uh, defensive end right now. He is strictly defensive end. He's not even playing yeah. linebacker anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, uh, pretty, it's pretty much being like a Van Von Miller esque. I mean, he's just, yeah, they that, just I, the end. you feel me? So now you have Damone Clark, who we know 
is coming back. Then you got um, we Anthony Barr is out the mix, right? He's yep. probably not yep. going to come back. Yep. Um, and then Jabril you got Cox. Jabril Cox. We finally saw Jabril Cox signing at the end. Uh, Devin Harper, who they drafted last year, could probably right. be in the fold. But that linebacker room is going to be small next year. So they're definitely going to mm-hmm. either have to draft a linebacker or they'll probably throw a contract out to him. So I definitely feel like they probably throw him something. Um, but it's going to be up to him if he wants to accept that number because, you know, the Cowboys are not going to negotiate with you all day. They're going to say this number. If you want this number, let's do it. If you don't, we're going to move on. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but once again, man, you know, I just feel like this is I, I'm, I'm tired of this, fellas. I ain't going to lie. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of our failures. I'm tired of it, especially when these last two years, these are opportune years. I mean, you you just said it. Uh, 13 and four right now. I mean, uh, 12 and four right now could be 13 and four. When's the last time Dallas has done this? And, and, and you know, since I was young, we've seen this. So yeah, you have to, to finish this off. Two years back to back. Right. You have to finish this off, Dallas. You can't do back-to-back double-digit seasons since 20 years. Back-to-back yeah, yeah. playoff appearances since 06, 07. You feel me? You possibly could win the division, which hasn't happened back-to-back in over 20 years. Yeah, that's So right. there's a lot of things that haven't happened for the Cowboys, and it's not going to look good for you to do all that just to lose in the first round again. You get what I'm saying? Yes, but here's here's some good news. Segwaying off what you're saying there, Big Game James, that the Giants have come out now, (laughs) literally in the last 24 hours it was, and said, uh, no, we are not resting our starters. We want to beat the Eagles. This is a statement game for them, which works out well for us. Brian Doble mentioned it last week. He had no intention to do that, but he's reconfirmed it again, saying it's like, no, I am yeah. going to play my stars. That's what they're paid to do. I'm going to bring them in. Like, and I get, I do get his reasons why that you go into the playoffs. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. Yeah. And they ain't got nothing to lose, fellas. Too. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Nobody thought the Giants were going to the playoffs. I didn't. I called yeah. them frauds all year. I had to apologize. They, I called them frauds all year, and they made it in the playoffs. So you hey, know. It's hard to believe that Daniel Jones is in the playoffs. I still right. can't believe that. Right. So <laughs> my thing is the he can play that way because, like I said, just like the Lions, you don't have anything to lose. Nobody thought mm. the Giants were getting there. So you don't have no reason to rest your starters. If anything, this gives your Giants more confidence if you play your starters and beat the Eagles. Yeah, They're feeling the they're on Clyde now and going into the playoffs. You feel me? So yeah. they want that probably confidence booster for them. So that's why they're probably playing them starters. And for me, from Dallas's perspective, I definitely want to watch this because I just said I, I'm not. I, I'm doing a show with my guy Joe Castro from the Best of Innings podcast. He's like, "Oh, you just emotional." I'm like, "No, bro. I'm sorry. I smell a important. one and done. I'm not yeah. hating, but I watched the NFL too long, and I watched teams who are super hot at the beginning of the year yeah, all the way. And then the last two, three yeah. games, they start losing, and they go into the playoffs limping, and bam, first round exit." And that sounds exactly like the Cowboys last year. Yep. That we were hot all the way through as the season, especially on offense, as the season started to tail off last year, so did the offense. And what happens? We go and face the 49ers in the playoffs and we had nothing but offensive struggles. There was defensive struggles too, but the offensive struggles were really obvious. 
Yeah, that was a pro- proper off game, that, that whole thing. Let's just not it, talk about just... San Francisco, shall we? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Yeah, it's, no, no, no. It's, but it's, it's just... It, it's it's now. <laughs> yeah, it's just an example of what big game James is saying, that, you know, that you, what you want to be doing is you want to be peaking roundabout now. Yeah. And that's the yeah. best way. Like, look at Cincinnati last year, peaking right now. Well... If there's, if there's players that are peaking right now, the fact that our running back core are peaking right now, both yeah. and Tony, like, yeah. they have elevated. It's going to give more teams more to think about now, big mm-hmm. time. Like, and don't forget, like, even if when you... And, I, and I've got a lot of love for this guy, Malik Davis. Like, even when you do put him in, he creates some threats as well. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how we go forward with us into these Going playoffs. Big James's statement, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now those types of players are uh, dangerous. You put a guy who's got nothing to lose on the field, pff, anything can happen. Well, well, here, here, here's a question, right? So when you look oh, sorry my camera's just kind of went Yeah, you're all right. It'll come back okay. now, mate. Yeah, right. So when you look back at that Tennessee game, right, with all those backups that were playing, we did not respect that at all. And those players stepped up to the game and actually played some really good football defensively. Big time, yeah. and I was just like, it kind of works in the when you kind of look at retrospective to us, like the Sean Wright, who is not a starter, he's came in, he's done some really good stuff. Damon Clark, he's came in, done some really good stuff. Damon Bland, a guy that who just barely made the roster, has came in and he's like, what is he? What leading the interceptions for Dallas right now? Second. Oh yeah, no, he's leading, yeah, but he's second, second in the league. league. Second in the league. Yeah, so he's a rookie. You, you, you get my point. Part timer so, too. He didn't so, start the whole year. So exactly. All trying, so all I'm trying to see is you don't have to be a starter to actually be like like it just it just creates more chaos pretty much. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm not surprised with John Bland. We'll talk about that on the defensive side. But um, here's a question that popped up, and I'll ask you guys because I like this question: offensive line. With the shuffles, does that concern you guys going uh, into the postseason, or do you feel fine? Especially when you saw what you saw with Jason Peters, because he played uh, the full slate of snaps over there and did pretty well, especially for the you know the type of age he is. He's always seemed to be on a snap count uh, in the past. Uh, and McGovern playing center, how did that go- How did all that make you feel? I was actually quite happy with McGovern playing. I thought he actually looked okay. Like mm-hmm. stepping in, like considering the circumstances, I thought he actually did pretty well. I think um, McGovern playing yeah. center looks better than McGovern playing guard. Does that make sense? Um, I think it's I, I I will like I, it's hard to say because I, I I do you do need to give a lot of appreciation for McGovern how much he's turned things around this season. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. still a wee bit undersized. Yes, he still gets a wee bit out muscle. Oh, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he has drastically improved as a, an offensive lineman as a general. Because I just yeah. think McGovern as a centre looks better because, you know, like centre, uh, and I'll ask you, Lorna, and Big Game James on McGovern, the play in there seems to look better because you, you're, as opposed to guard, centre is more short stabby motions which i think mm-hmm. suits him better because those mm-hmm. big lunging moves seems to be where he fails what do you make of mcgovern yeah i'd, I'd agree that you know that having getting your hands up quickly after snapping the ball and yeah. getting their hands in in the faces that that is the main thing for a center where you know 
for a guard, it's you've got everything. You've got to look inside and out as well. Um, mm-hmm. Which, which is, I think he's, you know, he certainly proved all the shotgun snaps he he did on Tuesday on sorry on Thursday were in the right area, which is more than you could ask for. Um, you know, where I had a slight concern with this offensive line, and I said this on Tuesday, that, you know, Tyler Smith, whether it's because he's purely been practicing at tackle, doing a little bit of guard or what have you, but he looked a bit lost at times when he when he moved into guard. He looked a little bit lost at times. He was getting buckled. He was getting pushed back. And that's just the, the, the adjustment. Now, if he's been practicing at left, at left guard this week, um, yeah, you know, with the potential that that's where yeah. it is, he might be he might be more prepared this week. Um, yeah. You're still there's. I was it was interesting. I was listening to something this week as well that uh, Zach Martin and Ty Tyron Smith are still trying to adjust as well. They're not used. To, obviously, Zach Martin's been used to tearing steel. Tyron Smith's been used to playing on the left-hand side. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's adjusting playing on the right-hand side, and they've never actually lined up. Side been side together. Yeah. 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 So there's a bit of miscommunication there at times, but you know, obviously they're all pros and they can they can do things to counter that. But you know, at points they can be in positions where it's it's detrimental to. And I think you saw that in some respects. Yes, Tennessee are good against the run they're second in the league but yeah. you know to i think what was it it was only it was less than three yards a carry i think we were getting in the end it was 2.9 it was 2.9 yeah. yards uh, average for the for the game it was 87 yards in total yeah you know number one i think conor mcgovern can play center um i talked to his dad me and his dad talk all the time you know, he was a all. So we got the right all, guy on the show then. Yes, he was all American center. You know, when he was in yeah. high school, that his dad said he was a center his whole life, and mm-hmm. he played right guard when he went to Penn State. But he he was a all American center coming out of high school, and they switched him to right guard. He basically had played left guard for that first time when he when they put him at left guard. That was his first time ever playing in the NFL. That's why when people are like, oh, Conor McGovern sucks, I'm like, bro, he never played left guard ever in his whole career and just throw him out there the way he did it. Wasn't like he was giving up five and six sacks. Yes, he may he might got pushed around a little bit, may not have the foot speed that you wanted. But as as a whole, he didn't do bad. He only gave up like one sack this season and like four penalties. But if we're looking at the center position, listen to this, fellas. You got Matt Farinok out there too, who can be your, who who could be a backup. They put that 21-day window on him. That's this is what we were talking about on the uh, the final word. You know where um, Jason Peters was playing left tackle, right? And I, w- I jumped out there and said, well, let him play left tackle because he played 15 games with Chicago Bears last season at left tackle, so he should be okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my guy OC is an offensive lineman. He said, man, listen, go watch the tape. More snaps he plays, he gets starts to lunge in. He's not mm-hmm. – that foot speed is not there. You can see him start getting beat. He said you need to move – Jason Peters at left guard, keep Tyler Smith at left tackle because that's what you want because he's going to be dealing with the more athletic people on that outside. 
It'll yes. be easier for Peters on the inside because he's got less movement and he's a bigger dude. And he's not totally in shape. So if you're playing left tackle, you're not totally in shape, and you're going against those top guys in the playoffs, mm -hmm. bowls and, and those guys you might see. Slide. You got a kick slide, and that's going to yeah. wear you out where you're dealing with a Tyler Smith who's young, he's athletic. Yes, he has some growing pains, but yet you could still see him being able to deal with that more than a Jason Peters. So I kind of like that situation if they would put Peters on the inside. Let Tyler Smith stay on that outside because he's played left tackle the whole year. Let him mm. stay there and just yeah. go ahead and, and, and just run with it. This is our yeah. future right here anyway. Yeah, I agree. I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad you just mentioned that because that does play a massive factor, is speed on the edge. That yeah. is massive. Like, don't get me wrong, Jason Pierce is a fantastic offensive player. What, what, what is Jason Pierce, 41? 40. 40, 40, 40 41, 40s. That's all you got to say, he's 40. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, starts with that... And don't get and don't get me wrong, right? Like for likes of Peter's experience, like for him to even be in a more guard position, like he can probably take on more the more bigger defensive tackle guys more single-handedly than likes of Tyler can do right now. Because mm. Tyler still has a lot more development to build his upper body strength and stuff like that. Like he's still a rookie. Don't forget that. Like in the years to come, and when he and Tyler adds in a bit more of the weight, and I had the opportunity to meet Tyler now. He's he's a lovely guy. Big guy, but he can be bigger. Like I've met, like Zach Martin, and when you see the size difference, but like having him the size difference comparison, you can tell like um, Tyler's a lot more leaner, and whereas Zach's a more, he's got that more bulk about him. He is a pure natural guard, but Liz Peters, he looks more of a like a guard now, and and like yeah. so the and the industries that you just mentioned, there, James, it's like that. I think that would probably be the best case scenario for us is shift Peters to guard. Keep McGovern or Fani out there at center or whoever, but keep Tyler at left tackle where he's been so comfortable and he's actually been like stand out for the majority of the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. But here's one on the running back side. Tony Pollard has been a full participant this week, which is interesting. Now, he's very shy. He's 18 yards off a thousand rushing yard season. Get him in Did there for two plays. Get him in there for five plays and get his 1,000 yards a season. Yeah. yeah, well, bear in mind, he's first in the NFL in average yards per carry. One play then. Yeah, he needs to get his 1,000 <laughs> yards. He, he needs to get his 1,000 yards, in my opinion. I know it's yeah. they say don't worry about the stats and things of that nature, but I don't care. He's had a good year. He's averaged over five yards a carry his whole career in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? And for us, this is finally his breakout season. So it's kind of like, let the man get his due. You know what I mean? Let mm -hmm. the man get his due. Like you said, Paul, let him get his snaps. Once he get that 20 yards, go sit down, bring in Malik Davis, and go chill. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I've just seen one of it's the It's a confidence comments. booster too, right? I've, I've just seen one of the comments there from uh, Ashish. I, I, I do apologize if I do not pronounce your name correctly, but Zeke is only 140 yards away from his as well. So yeah. Yeah. We, could, we might potentially have two 1,000 yard running and backs. And that has never happened in Dallas. Never happened. Ever. Ever. Never. Ever. And, and here's the crazy bit. And that's crazy. Zeke, but what is even crazier is Zeke, if he scores a touchdown, if he scores a touchdown in this game, that is 12 games in a row he scored a touchdown this season. 
and, well, anyway, and this is one thing that really gets me. People say, oh, why are we paying Zeke all this money? It's like, there's your money right there. He's putting points to the board. He's 140 yards away from a now thousand yard season. What have we got to complain about? Does he score yep. you points? The game is about scoring scoring the most points than the opposition. <laughs> That's basically I think, it. I think you know what it is with Ezekiel. Let's just keep it real, fellas. He, he set a standard. When he came he to Dallas, in his he set a standard, and that's yeah. what people are still holding him to. That's yeah. what it is, and it's not fair because he's gotten older. Let's keep it real. But he set a standard. His first two or three years, he was the guy. Oh, he yeah. was the man in the NFL. You know what I mean? He was setting records in Dallas NFL, period. So when you set a standard like that and then you're not meeting that standard, people look at you like, oh, you must have fell off. You ain't getting 15, 1,600 yards every single year. Hey, man, you got to understand – um, he has lost a little bit of speed. We understand that he's not the guy like that anymore. But blocking does have. We've seen the yep. miscommunications. You guys talked about a miscommunication blocking. when you're when you're reshuffling the line. If you really go back and watch that all twenty-two, when you reshuffling that line, those guys miss assignments, and when those guys miss a little sure. bit of an assignment, the running back is going to play for it because now that line is compromised, and those guys are able to make plays on your backs. So it's not just the Ezekiel Elliott and the Tony Pollard's not doing their job; it's the lines got got to be all one cohesive unit for that mm-hmm. thing to be great. And if it's that's not a cohesive awkward. unit, then you see the struggles in the run game, and in that's what people need to see. Yeah. I mean, I think the other reason why people are on it, Zeke, is obviously, as you say, the bar was set high when he came out. More people who are commenting on Zeke having lost it is because they're fantasy players. Yeah, yeah. That's why people are complaining yeah. because of fantasy football. That's like, come on. Like, Zeke is probably without the, doubt, the best pass protecting running back in the league. Hands down. That, 30 like, yards. Like, yep. like, like, the amount of times he saved Dak and helped and actually like helped the offensive line from embarrassment is unlimited yeah. amounts right now. How many how many times have we seen it, Paul, where Zeke's well, was tackled literally at the line of scrimmage and the pile goes down and you're, you're watching it and you're going, okay, okay. All of a sudden he stands up in his second and six and you're like, what the? Yeah. And, 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 and like I said, we're talking, and like I said, seek anyway, like in terms of like the first two years, yeah, the speed and that. To me, he's developed more into that power running back in a way. He's the yeah, one yeah, that gets, yeah. he's that the guy bowling ball. The bowling ball gets you all those dirty yards. He's the one that brings the hammer. He's the one that puts linebackers on their butt, pretty much. He's that yeah. guy. And, and he does not get enough credit for that. No, no, very true. Um, but let's move it over to the Cowboys' defense, guys, um, for this game. First of all, Carson went. He's not playing this weekend. So then they turned around and they said, it's going to be Taylor Heineke. Then they Shut turned around up. and went, no, 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 no. Now they're going further down the roster. So it's no surprise, mind you. I was talking about this to Lorne um, before we went live about Carson Wentz. Some people are saying, oh, yeah, the last game he threw three interceptions. Well, bear in mind <laughs> that Carson Wentz on his contract, he has an injury clause on this, some do, that's worth just shy of $5 million. So if he got injured in this last game, the commanders are on the hook for next season for five million, when they can just cut him right now and save twenty five million on the cap. Hmm. Yep, that's the reason they're not playing him. Football, it's football. the old Jalen Smith contract. 
you know. Exactly. Same situation, you know. Fit, football is a nasty business, I will say. Yeah, it is. Because you remember when he was the darling of the league. You remember when you could oh, say yeah. nothing to everybody loves some Carson Wentz. And guess what? You found out what he really was. You know what I mean? You found out uh, what he really was. And what, what he really was is he's not a good leader. And, and, and if you can have talent, but if you can't lead and those guys don't believe in you, don't matter how much talent you have, they'll go with a the backup. They will go with a reserve because it's all about can you can you command this offense? Can you put us in situations? And if Tyler, let's keep it real. Heineke comes in and he they play good with him. Yeah, they don't play bad yeah. with him. You get what I'm saying? To me, he plays better than Carson Wentz. The only reason why Carson Wentz will play over him is because of the name or the yeah. money. That's the yeah. only reason why. But Carson Wentz, this was his last opportunity, in my opinion, just me to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. You was with yeah. the Eagles, starter, t- job taken. You went, went to the Colts, starter, job taken. You went yeah. to the Redskins, starter, job taken. It's over for that guy. Just, that just, to, add, just to add on top of that, and we were talking about, like said, Carson Wentz's character. It's like when you compare him to Dak, you see Which Dak. Which they well, 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 what I'm going to say is, is like you saw that in that sideline. He's like, hey, that was on me. I'm going to fix this. That's him being a leader. He's talking to his line. He's like, don't worry, guys. Talking to his wide receivers on the sideline said, I've got this. We're going to win this game. That's your leader right there. That's your commander in chief for the Dallas Cowboys right there. Yeah. Yep. And that's the and difference. The- I'd be quite happily happy if um, history repeats itself because obviously Wentz was playing with the Eagles. He was on a um, VP season, injured himself. You know, fair enough, they won the Super Bowl that year. I can do without that. But then he went downhill. This year, the Eagles have had Jalen Hurts leading the league MVP consideration. Gets hurt, can he drop off next the next couple of years as well? And we ship him off somewhere as well. Um, I'd I'd like that if that happens because you know Lord, I I actually, I actually don't like that take because what you're trying to say is that means Gardner Minshew might be in the Super Bowl. Screw that! Oh, no, I don't. I do not like that concept. It's all right. We, we got Brock Purdy going to the playoffs. So. Oh my yep. goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, some people are talking about what we was going to say is that. Sam Howell is um, obviously going to be the guy. USC, um, going to see again. Uh, uh, we spoke about this, Lorne, briefly before. Um, going to see the RPO, I think, quite a bit, don't you think? Yep. Sorry, I just, it's, I just, it's I, a guy I, who had eight, 800, rushing yard, 800 rushing yards last year. Um, yeah. at, was it not North UN. Carolina? Yes. Yeah, UNC. Did I say UNC. USC? Yeah. I meant UNC. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, and this, this is a guy that, you know, he, he his senior season, because he didn't have the players around him, his senior season at uh, North Carolina, you know, was a so-so season. If you take his first three-odd three seasons that he played at NC, you know, he he should have been coming out that, that the year before and he probably would have been a first-round pick. You know, he, he lasted to the fifth round. By all accounts, McCarthy was wanting to pick him up in the fourth round um, because he can see the potential. Just it didn't work out in terms of, you know, the the commanders were, uh, or we needed a tight end. Obviously, tight ends were going off the board in the fourth round. And then when it came to the fifth round, the commanders were, uh, commanders were um, picking ahead of us. 
so they obviously got to they got to hell first of all so um you know this guy is obviously he he's well liked by the cowboys coaches mm-hmm. um you know they'll have done enough studying on him in college so they will have a background on him he's not a no name necessarily like uh, Josh Dobbs was last week yeah, yeah. but you know there is going to be a, a, a level of uncertainty as to what we're going to see this week um yeah. the one that, the the one that I'm worried about facing in some respects is uh, Brian Robinson who wasn't there, there the first game mm-hmm. um you know he's he's come back he should be potentially he should be in the the thing for the comeback player of the year this year because mm, since he's going with that you know, starting the season, getting shot in the leg, um, you know, through no fault of his own. Um, it's, it's not it's not like he got uh, tied up in something nasty on on his own volition. Um, you know, and then well, mid, middle of the season, he gets activated. And, you know, he's he's a big, fierce downfield rusher. Um, you know, he'll what be, he did at he'll Alabama. Be, <laughs> I yep. mean, he was the main guy. He'll be he'll be going through the A and B gaps, so we we've got yeah. to make sure that the 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 interior defensive line step up. Yeah, and that's a scary prospect because I'm going to ask uh, Jing. I'm going to ask you about this one. The defensive tackle position for the Cowboys. I think that at the moment scares me more than the cornerback and and safety position. Safeties, I think, are fine, but the cornerback position. I know Paul mentioned it. Defensive tackle, like the three-tech nose tackle, certainly. That's probably the bit that's scaring me the most at the moment. Getting very little pressure, very few tackles. What do you think? I mean, I've been screaming that all year. I screamed it last year. That was our problem last year. Toward the end of the year, we were giving up uh, an average of about 4.5, 4.6 yards of carry. We've been teetering that all year. At the highest, it was at 4.7, and it's been a major issue. Um, And, you know, when you can really run on a team, if you look at the Green Bay game, uh, what has been our nemesis, Aaron Jones, and he did it again. Yeah. Uh, even when we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who ran all over us, Leonard Fournette, and he hasn't yeah. done nothing the rest of the year. So yeah. right there, yeah, that's very concerning because you can, if you can run in the playoffs, it's going to open up everything else for you. So the Cowboys really have to buckle down. That's why Jonathan Hankins returning is huge. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted him a couple of years ago when he was uh, even a better player. We got him now. But I think my guy, Professor O, he was showing a stat. And I think the stat was like 4.5. or it was, And then when Hankins was in, it was like 3.8. And even with Bohanna, it dropped down to 3.8, 3.9. So mm. we got to get those big boys in. I get it, Dan Quinn. You love to stunt. You love to get those hot, those guys in there to create pressure. I get it. Yeah, but you need to get them big boys in there to hold that center and guard <clears throat> and keep that LVE free. And why he was playing so damn good was because they were playing good Hank in that Gaines middle. Was taking on the blocks. You yeah. feel me? And you know who no. else needs to step up, though, you guys? Nelville Gallimore. Yeah. He has been a no-show all year. I've been yeah, saying, I said this like four weeks ago, because last year, right? Remember when he came back last year? He was godsend. Mm-hmm. See, here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. The problem with Nelville Gallimore, he's not a true zero or one. He's really a three. He's a, he yeah, just he's got a bigger. He's a P-tech. He's yeah. a P-tech. He, yeah. he reminds me Pass of, for P-tech. real, he reminds me of when we had Malik Collins. Remember Malik Collins? Yeah. yeah. Right. Malik yeah. Collins exactly. he is was, that. I'm telling you, Malik Collins would get a sex, but he couldn't do nothing in the run game. Exactly. He would get killed because they were playing, Rob Marinelli would play him out of position. 
mm-hmm. put him at the zero or the one. That's not what he is. Yeah. And he was getting pushed and pushed around, and our run defense suffered. So I'm wondering, Gallimore, listen, I get it. You want to rush that passer, but you're probably going to have to sacrifice, big dog, and yeah. or you're going to have to get after that quarterback. But he's a major guy that's got to step up. If he can play at some elite level in the playoffs, trust me, guys, it'll make this whole thing better. But Nelville Gallimore, to me, has got the bullseye on him. He's got to play phenomenal this playoffs yeah. to me. Yeah, and, and for me, I'm one of Neville Gallimore's biggest fans. I love the fact that when we drafted him, I got so excited. It's like, that's our free tech right there. But – like you just said there, James, it's like... It's just a pass it, rusher. Ah, yeah, man. Like, how he breaks off the... Uh, gets off the blocks and stuff, uh, and the pass rush move in that free tech position, going into mm. the B-gap or A-gap, it's just like... It's just... It's beautiful to watch, but him being lined up right against the center or being offset to the center on the one, it's just like... It just doesn't work for him at all. Because yeah. yeah. nine, time, nine times out of ten, you're going to get double teamed, and he doesn't do well in that situation. He's better no, he going on. He's, be, he's, he's so much better being on a one-on-one. Yeah, and, you know, you need mm. those sort of guys to anchor in sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Just take those blocks on, like, anchor it in so that the rest of the guys, especially your linebackers, can they, they can they can very easily see where the holes are, where they need to defend. And sometimes, you see, with Gallimore, is that he's too easily pushed around, and it's a shame. And if you remember, Paul, we had uh, Cowboys Can fan, the Canadian boys on, and obviously he's the Canadian bull- bulldozer, and they they love who he is, but they're afraid of what he's become, is mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. And, and it pains me because I'm one of his biggest fans, and I just don't like the way how he's been utilised. Like, And I'm saying every year, and this is his contract year, I believe. Yes, it well. is. So yeah. you would expect him to be balling out, but we're not seeing it. And mm. and as much as it pains me to say this, but we may not see him back next no. year. No, uh, I, I, there's quite a lot. And the thing is, is when you look at the defensive tackle position, it's not like they haven't. They, they know that that's their weakness because they've tried. When you look at it, that they they go out, they get Quinton Bohana, they get Big Jr. Last year. They got Oso Digizua. They even brought in free agent defensive tackles to come in to try and fill this void. Hankin, um, uh, yeah, Jonathan Hankins has been exactly what they were expecting him to be. But really, Osa, I think, is he's totally fine. But the, I think the trouble with Osa, I don't know what you guys think, um, is that um, he's struggling with fatigue because he's done Just so Just because much. he's playing... But I think they play him in the middle. He's not that guy. Like, he He's got away with it in either, college. Man. Yeah, I think they really need to swap him out more, keep him at three-tech, or let him play on the edge. Man, if you watch Somewhat. him on the edge, yeah. he can set the edge. Because when we got – um, if you look at Demarcus Lawrence, right – we love Demarcus Lawrence because he's so damn good in that run game. He can set yeah, that yeah, edge. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. really run on him. If you Last see Osa, o- if you see Osa, if you see Osa Okadizua, I mean, uh, on, oh, the, on the opposite side, yeah. yeah, on the opposite side, he can hold that outside down. And, and I just feel like, man, we, yes, I just feel like, man, we're not, yeah. we're not getting the best out of him because you're not playing him where he could really be good he can play that edge good and i think he's better on there because he's a good in the run game and i think it could exploit more of how he could stop the run on that outside because remember we get killed on them edges at times when those guys can get out on the edges those guys get yards on us so we need somebody who can set that edge on that opposite side because i like uh dante fowler but he's not he's not a run stopper on the edge 
I like I love Dorrance Armstrong Jr., but those guys are pass rushers. They're not guys yeah, that are setting the edge in the run game. I yeah. think that's where you can put a Osa Ogadazua out there, and I think he could help you more. So I think Dan Quinch, I mean, hey, he, he's coaching NFL. I'm sitting here talking about it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause it, is, it is very, very true. I mean, like, because, I mean, they've even brought Carlos Watkins in off the practice squad to try and fill these gaps. But again, there's another guy who's, a, he is a, he's a three-tech. And what they're missing is that they got Quinton Bahana short, they got Hank in short. They're just missing something as that that one tech that can just sit there and chew up. <clears throat> yeah, that like, Vita Vea, a Vita Vea, or your fence, yeah. that, that fence, yeah. Will, fence Wolfrock type of esque, like zero one tech type of defensive tackle. That's what you want. And you think like, you put that in there? How much that opens everything? Oh up? man, it, the the possibilities are endless. That can sit there over center and two gap. Imagine <laughs> that big bulky guy who can two gap in the middle. Well, that would do for the rest of your defense. It would make the it would make it would make our defense so much different because we we rely on the speed. Yeah, <clears throat> we rely. <clears throat> excuse me, we rely more on the speed than the power. And our speed yep. is what gets us. You know, that's why we're top five in sex, right? Because it's that speed. But yeah. if a team see, this is what people didn't don't be seeing. See. When they see the run game and they see us keeping people under 100 yards, I don't think it's the fact that we're really stopping it. It's just the fact that teams ain't staying with it. When mm. a teams stay, we're going to run on you guys, and we don't care what you do. We're going to keep running, running, running. They have success. Look at the teams day. that ran yeah. for like 35 carries, 39 carries. They're getting 150, 200 yards on us because they're being stubborn and they're staying with it. We we get lucky, in my opinion, if a team moves away for it and start getting pass happy. I'm happy because if they start saying, no, nah, we're going to run. Because look at it. We play Green Bay. They, de- they said, we're not going to throw the ball on you. Yeah, we're going to run. We, we don't care if we got Aaron Rodgers. We're going to run. That first drive, they ran like 10 straight times on us, man. That's disrespectful to me. Yeah. And if we see it, surely the coaches can see it. Yeah. Right. I just want to kind of throw this in there, and this is not necessarily Cowboys related, but it's just to kind of like, in comparison, when you take Aaron Donald, for example, for the Rams, he's a free-tech defensive tackle. Yes. And, and so effectively, but when you do, do see him play out of position, He's not that as effective, and that just shows like having players at their key position is so vital. We're, we've got so many f- guys that play the free tech position, but not enough guys that play one tech or the zero. Yeah, that's yeah. what they need. Hmm. I mean, like the nose tackle, you know, when you think that runs stuff in nose tackle, you Quinton Bohanna, yeah, that's fine. You know, we had JR as well that we drafted and then got rid of. You know, they're all guys that you can just you can put them in and they'll be fine. But what you really need is you need that that sort of multi-purpose one tech that you really need. I think um, that's what this yes. is. Yeah. Yep. And that that's what I'll be looking at in the draft for show this year. Um, but apart from that, do you guys want to talk about Deron Bland and Nation Right before we go to score predictions? Oh yes. Yep. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Who do you want to start off with? Nashon right. We're still, we're still, Sean right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got picked on a lot, right? Let's not go. He, he was targeted the most last week. But for a guy, and they knew this. Titans knew what they were doing. They were going to go in and they targeted him. But what they weren't expecting is, I mean, that the, the Nashon right. He's very tall, six foot four. So the the, the change of direction and the backpedaling skills are limited. 
But I yeah. don't think he's a bad player. And they really do need to play him again this week to give him that experience, give him... Because that's what he's lacking. He's lacking NFL experience, really. Um, but what do you guys foresee for him in the playoffs? Uh, as, I, as I said at the start of the show, I think, you know, the more experience he's getting, the better he's actually getting. You know, uh, two weeks ago, you yep. know, he was a bit a bit like a fish out of water, but he was a still a hell of a lot better. Hell of a lot better than Kelvin Joseph. Last week, you know, he's he, he got more snaps under his belt. You know what what he's given as well. He's willing to come up as big James. Uh, big game James was saying there that you you need a forced corner on the outside for the yeah. run game. He was coming up making tackles. He's a physical guy. You know, as you, uh, yeah, as you say, Mike, it's the footwork, and he can he can bite on the double moves because he gets his legs caught up. And, you know, that's just, that's, again, that's something that it's just getting used to what guys are doing in this league. You know, he's, he's obviously, he's, he's come from college where, you know, he was a big fish in a, uh, in a small pond. He's mm. now starting at square one and he is building week on week on, um, you know, obviously it, it's good that he's getting another, he'll get another game under his belt and, you know, he'll be more battle tested. I reckon come the play, come the playoffs, I think he'll be, he'll be as fine. effective. He'll be fine. He'll be as effective as Anthony Brown is yeah. and was. Okay, uh, Paul, do you want to weigh in on Nation? And then I'm going to ask Big James a slightly different question on Nation. I think we're just we're, we're starting to see the the start of Nation, right? Really, personally, yeah. Like like game by game, every snap he's getting in, he is getting better and getting better. So. We're seeing the development of him right now. So I'm very excited to see him getting more game time going forward. I mean, don't get me wrong, he, like like you just mentioned there, Mike, like there has been times where like he was targeted a lot and he did kind of look, look a little bit like take a bit maybe taking on a bit, a bit too much. But he's but if there's one thing I do like about Sean Wright, he's overcome those boundaries and has actually made some big impact plays. So I'm excited for him. Short term memory. He's got a short term memory. But here's one for you, big game, James. Talking of Nation, right? I'm gonna flip it slightly for you. Um <clears throat> if he develops enough to become a starter for the playoffs, which obviously he's gonna be at this stage, does that mark the end of Kelvin Joseph? Or because there is something there with Kelvin Joseph, certainly, you know, that, that baseline that's there and athletic profile is phenomenal. Is it over or do you give a little bit more leeway because he's trying to play the cornerback position, which is, I would say, harder to play than the quarterback position. So do you give Kevin Joseph a little bit more rope or is that it? Is he, is he done in your eyes? Um, You know, I'm going to tell you right now, um, I've never been a big fan of Kevin Joseph. When I drafted him, I wasn't a yeah, fan. I wasn't either. Uh, because. Yeah. Because of the red flags, I mean, athletic ability, that's all great, but those red yeah. flags are huge. And when a player has Lack red flags, red flags are real. Yeah. Um, and I do think they'll give him another chance just for the simple fact this will be his third year. Um, and because he hasn't played a lot of football on the field, let's be honest, his rookie year, he rarely played. He didn't really play until like the last three games, and that was significant snaps. He got no burn this whole year until – the end of the season so he hasn't even really been playing football y'all like th these two years he has not been on the field so i think you got him on a four-year deal you got a third year coming up they're going to give him every opportunity because remember 
you got Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis are coming off major injuries. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, Jordan Lewis come off a last friend, last friend and injury. Those are almost death killers for guys who are receivers and corners. Those are very hard they to come back from. See him in the Cowboys you know what again. I mean? So we don't know. And they're coming at the end of those contracts that they recently signed with the Cowboys. Um, so those guys, Anthony Brown just tore his knee up. So we're, we don't know if those guys will even be ready for the start of the season. So I definitely feel like they'll give Kevin Joseph another opportunity to prove himself, um, to show what he can do. Um, but Nation Wright, um, this is your opportunity. Um, yeah. I felt like he was overdrafted in my opinion. I had did a tape on him. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was overdrafted. Um, I felt like he had to get stronger. I felt like those things haven't really materialized. If you really watch that Titans game, every time he put a hit on somebody, he was holding his arm. He was holding his shoulder. He was holding his body. He has a great frame, but he's got to put more weight on that frame because you can be big. But when those guys stick that body into you, and you're not big at that height. You get hurt more. And when I see him putting his body into it, I worry about his shoulders. I worry about his arms because uh, he was holding that a lot in that Titans game. So I'm worried about injury things with him. Um, but the thing that does help him, that he does have length. And the thing that I like about um, Nishan Wright, when I did a video on him when he played at Oregon State, he will battle. He doesn't run away from a battle. They played um, – they played some. I can't remember. I don't know if it was Stanford or somebody, but Brandon Ayuk, who plays for the yeah, Niners. Niners. Yep. Yeah. They played against each other um, their last season, and Ayuk was the guy. You know, every I, everybody was talking about Ayuk, mm-hmm. and Nashawn went over there and pretty much guarded him the whole game. And Ayuk gave him some gave him some work for real. He gave him some double move work. But the thing I loved about it, Nashawn never backed away from the challenge. He didn't move over, said, this dude is killing me. Y'all, sl- let's switch over to the zone. He stayed on him and battled. And that's what I see with him doing even in the pros. He will battle you. When he came in, uh, out of out of the when Kevin Joseph got benched, he battled in that Jacksonville game. I, I was like, okay, I like that, Nashawn. Now, you just like you guys pointed out, he got picked on. Uh, Ten uh, targets, seven receptions for like 105 yards he gave up. But yeah. – he still battled because he got that interception. That's what I like about him. That you might got some stuff on him, but he's gonna still keep coming after you. He's gonna stick his nose in there. That's what we want. We don't want the Kelvin Joseph who's gonna say, "Oh, he got a couple plays on Jack's me." And I'm just gonna just yeah. hey, you know, just uh, I just feel like Jack's this like Kelvin Joseph. I just feel yeah. like this is just my opinion. You you was a rapper, okay? And <laughs> this 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 is just from me. Because yeah, I've seen no, no, this. No. I've been around athletes who are entertainers too. Some of those guys don't really care about football because I coach athletes. They don't really care, but they say, I'm really good at this sport. This can pay me. I like this other career I'm doing too. So I can use football money to fund my rapping yeah. career. So it may not be I'm the my heart is in it, but I'm talented enough to get these NFL checks to pay off what I really like to do. And that's honestly what I feel. I just don't feel like his heart is really in football and he's just playing it because I'm athletic enough to play it and I can get me a check. But not everybody who's in the NFL loves the NFL. Very, very true as well. Yeah. And I mean, like my big mark when I was drafting Kevin Joseph and I I was looking at him, all you've got to do is just type in his college football stats. I mean, like in college, he played like six games like the lack of experience and like uh, what I wrote about is that if you haven't seen him doing it in college, what makes you think he's going to do it in the NFL, the next level up? 
Um, yep. And that's my big problem. But here's my final question for all of you on Deron Bland. Um, second in the league in interceptions. He's obviously a rookie. There's some players playing, certainly as well, at the defensive back position who are rookies this year, playing really, really well. For argument's sakes, Deron Bland comes away from this game with two interceptions. Is he now up for rookie, mm -hmm. defensive rookie of the year? He would be leading the league in interceptions as a rookie. Yep. And as big game James attested to at the start uh, when we talked about him, on less games than all the other defensive rookies of the year candidates. That's crazy. I think he's certainly in the mix, but I mean, Sauce Gardner, I think, is carving out a yeah, good yeah, rookie yeah. season yeah. as well. And he ain't getting sauce. Okay, let's put it this way. Let's say but he, he'll be in that mix, though. Yep. Two interceptions yep. in this game, say. I, I'm going to just say this, in my opinion. He gets those two interceptions, he's going to get a lot of votes. But Sauce mm. Garner been starter day one. Yeah. And yeah. he's been locking people down day okay. one. And his, his stats are just phenomenal this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything that – it's rare, you guys know, just like you had mentioned how cornerback – I play cornerback when it's I play so ball. Hard. It's hard. People don't understand. When you're guarding receiver – Yeah, because think about this. You're guarding receiver. He's running forward. You're running backwards. Yeah. You don't know what that man is doing. Get on the yeah. field and guard somebody who's running straight and they're fast, and you have to backpedal, open and turn, and guard him. You know how hard that yeah. is? That is super hard. So I give cornerbacks the utmost. And so that's why I say Sauce Garner to have all that hype because he had crazy hype coming in. He lived he up to that hype. And yeah. so that's the reason why I'm going to say even if um, – Deron Blank gets two picks because you know what they're going to say? If Sam Howell plays, it was Sam Howell. He's Howell. a rookie. Yeah, yeah. That ain't, we ain't really going to look at that. And then they're going to look at the, the board, the, the, the work with it. Gardner's been playing the whole season. Mm. Bland, even though he's been coming in and turning up, he's played half the season. I think they'll go with that. But I feel like he'll definitely be in that top three. Um, in the defensive player, I definitely think if you got seven interceptions as a part-time rookie, you got to be in that mix. Mm. Just before you run it, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. uh, Hutchinson's a shirt as well. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, he's good, but mm, I can't mm. give him that. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say before we move on to fantasy, I want to do want to mention Brett Maher. I do want to mention him. Like, yeah, yeah. If, like if there's one player that does, if there's a player, leading points. Yeah, I think if there was an award for comeback player of the year, I think personally for me it should be him. Considering of all what his first stint in Dallas was a disaster, mm -hmm. he did went to the Jets, uh, Giants, the Jets, did, uh, but whatever he did in between that time after the Jets till now, he's completely transformed himself and he's been so consistent. The only field goals he's missed was the ones that was in the Giants, pretty much, and that was due to the high win, which he did test the water. Yeah, but they were at 57 and 59 yards. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They were like and the high wind. So mm. there's he's been so he's been money maher all season. So and and I don't know what you guys think, but I'd I, if it was me, he's definitely a comeback player of the year candidate for sure. When he yeah, beats Justin I Tucker. Yep. I agree. I mean obviously he was he was on the Saints after the Jets Paul last yeah, year. He was on yeah, part time right. last year. And I think he had. I think he was sixteen to eighteen last year, 
Um, you know, so you saw the progression there he, that he'd made. Probably no no doubt it, it due to you know the setup that Sean Payton had in New Orleans there last year. Um, you know that's helped him, and then obviously coming back this year. And I th- you know again you got to give credit to our front office that they they were willing to take this guy back on. And every one of us were like, oh no, what are we doing? Because we had a kicker situation which was a disaster from the pre-season and training camp and brought Brett, Brett Maher back in and automatically every single one of us, and I, I know that, if you said bringing Brett Maher was a good thing at the start of the season, then you must be joking. Like, I'm sorry, but at the time... I was like, what are we doing? Why, why can't we just yeah. like draft some rookie or undrafted free agent or something like that? But hey, we made jokes about it. We, we made jokes. We made memes about it. Hey, <laughs> now we're the ones is actually we're the ones should be getting laughed at as fans. Brett just Maher, a, he's gave us the ultimate humble pie. Yeah. And just a quick one, Paul. Just a, a quick update on Demar Hamlin. Uh, Adam Schefter has reported that he woke up and he has spoken as well now. He asked who yeah, won the I game. Heard. I heard that. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. And uh, prayers to prayers to Demar Harmon. Like, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you. I just seen that. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, get your take finally, Lorne, on Deron Bland. And then I'm going to ask the very important question and we'll do the final segment for the final time because it's the regular season. Deron Bland, two interceptions. Defensive rookie of the year, or yeah, I mean, as as I say, I, I, I sort of did start this by saying that you know I thought he'd be in the mix, but I think you know if you're going to give it to a cornerback, then it's got to be Gardner. It's going to be Sauce. Yeah. It has to be Gardner. Yeah. It has to be. All right, here we go, then, guys. Here we go. The all important question: Yeah, score predictions for this game. Um, I'm obviously going to go with the Cowboys win, thirty-eight fourteen. I'm going with. For me, I really don't know because obviously we're going to be playing in sync with what the Eagles are doing, and if the Eagles are blown out, then obviously we're going to put our backups in. So, and that's and I don't know if you if that's something we uh, you guys covered before I joined in, but if that's the case, then it may be a much more closer game than anticipated. So I'm going to go Cowboys twenty seven, Washington seventeen. And I'm, like I'm very, I'm very similar. I was going to go 28-13. Hmm. Um, I think it's, I think Ron Rivera want to, you know, obviously he didn't understand that he was in playoff contention last week for some reason. It had oh, that, that was out. so, that was so weird. Did you, did, yeah. James, James? Did you see that? Interview yeah. Has, I, oh. I don't be tripping off Ron Rivera, dog. I. <laughs> Uh, it, it was it was awkward. It, it must have been awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like I said, once they hired Ron Rivera, I was like, oh, I ain't worried about Washington. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but ironically, for next nope. season, the one thing Washington are missing is a head coach. <laughs> I'm just saying. And, <laughs> and, and you know, don't call Riverboat for nothing. I know, right? I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't try to hate on Ron, but I just feel like he's a coach that's only going to get you so far, and that's just it. Um, but as far as this game, I agree with a lot of you guys. I feel like this is going to be closer than it seems. Um, I feel like this is a 24 to 20. I just feel like the Washington is going to just I, – I don't think they're better or anything like that. I just feel like I don't know where the Cowboys' mind frame is for this last game. I think they're I, – I don't know what the mind frame is right now because there's too many 
factors with the playoffs right now? Are we going to exactly. rest starters? Are we going to play guys? And, and, and I think, and, yeah, and, and especially I think because the, of that the, unevenness, I think our team will struggle a little bit. If you understand what I'm saying, not like they're better, mm-hmm. but because we have the unevenness, we might just struggle just because I still feel like we're going to win. But I just yeah. feel like Washington, uh, the same house plan that he might play some inspired football. He ain't got nothing to lose. This is his last game. He may go out there and just try to play crazy. And, and plus, he's he's a, a little bit of a runner. And you know how we have problems with that. So I just feel like it'll be those one those type of one of those messy games. But we'll come out victorious. And I, I like to see us at 13 and four for real, because I do not like losing to Washington. I don't care if it's a regular game. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, like, just like, and for for me, the biggest factor is like, it really just depends how New York, uh, the Giants, and the Eagles team is going as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we're playing at the exact same time, etc. We're going to be like constantly checking to see what the score is going to be. If if Eagles are balling out and they're blowing the, the Giants out, then what's the point keeping mm-hmm. our starters in there? Like. Keep them, keep them, still keep them fresh for that week for, for that most important game, which is the playoff. Well, the thing is, if if we were playing at AT and T, I would I would be actually turning the the, the scoreboards off so that you can't <laughs> see what their uh, scores are, and you just go out and you play your own game, and then whatever happens happens. Um, but you know, because we're we're obviously playing in Washington, Washington, you know, will publish these scores. And it's just a case of can we keep the guys all focused on doing the job in hand and not looking at, you know, do they do they need to score another touchdown? Do they need to win? Is the game out of hand or whatever? Um, you know, we're in the playoffs one way or another. We're in the playoffs. That's we opened done. this show. We opened this show by saying, you know, quite frankly, you know, who do you want to play? Do you want to be the one, the two, or the five? Um, you know. Take 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 whatever comes to you. Go out and play your game. Get yourselves healthy, and prepare for the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So there we have it. Right here we go. The final section and big game, James. I will explain, and I'll explain why it's going to be slightly different this week. So here we go for the final time in 2023. It's this section. All right, everybody can play at home. We have the rankings. The rankings are out, and it's very, very important. Uh, as we were speaking before the show, that both Lorne and Paul are on the show this week to play because it's all to play for. <laughs> Final scores. Big Game James is on the board. He has yet to put a score up, but his name is on there. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Go for yeah, it. Let's go. All right. Oh, jeez. If- so... Jamie's 49, Lord 40. Wow. Oh, it's all to play for. So, in order to win, Big Game James, on the guest side, you need to beat Nick's out, um, you know, quite well. You need to get basically only one wrong. If you get two wrong, he outscores you. So, this is how it works this week. Now, normally, what I do is I give you the fantasy scores, and all you've got to do is just tell me if the player's going to score more or less. But because we're on a bit of a freaky week this week, what I decided to do is it just needs to be... So, for instance, Dak Prescott. Let's put the scores in. Dak Prescott is projected to score 18.7 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. That isn't necessarily Dak Prescott. It's QB1. Oh, so the okay. Zeke score is RB1. 
Whoever they, whoever the RB one becomes. Wait, so, 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 hmm. But so you're going a... leading, leading rusher, leading receiver, leading tight end. Yeah. To oh. make it easier, because you have so that... many moving parts. Oh, I don't know if that is going to be easier. No, you don't like no. that. Do you want to stick to this then, to the projected scores? Oh no no! Like I'm just trying to think. Like if that's the case, like depending who's starting, like it's more likely it may be less. Dep- depends. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. is Dak only going to be in for a quarter? Is Lamb only going to be in for a half? Ooh, I'm gonna have to say. Mm, I'm gonna say less. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what do you guys want to do? Do you want to do the leading scorer, or do you want to stick to the player points? I think either way. I think we're still going to say less. I think because. <laughs> uh... Ooh, I just I don't ooh, that's tough because this is a weird game. That's what I mean. <laughs> you got you got the game. short straw on this one, James. Uh <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, you would you should be able to beat Hackmar out, who scored a, a, a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Andy's not come back to defend it, so no. or so do I have to it. pick the numbers or am I no, just so right. it? Here we go. Or lower? Just I'm, I'm going lower. I'm going lower. lower. I'm going so let, let's go Dak Prescott. Let's just do it this way and keep it simple. Yep. 18.7 fantasy points, guys. Higher or lower? Go for it. I'm, I'm going to say lower. because I'm going to say lower. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say lower. And, and also, like, just, just to add this as well, like, see if there's a point. Like, If you think it's going to be close to 18.7 within a point above or point below, then you can say even. So it could be 17.7 or 19.7. So... You've got that point above and point below to say, I think it's going to be in that range, so it's even. So anything below one point or above and below, then it's lower or higher, pretty much. Just so you know, Paul does not do very well on the pushes. No. <laughs> Especially when it's a tight end. Tight end, yeah. Nope, I am. <laughs> well, I, I... Last week was zero again, mate, just so you know. Yeah. Lovely jubbly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what brought you scored down. Yeah, so I'm I'm going on the basis that we're we're in this game to win it, and I think that's going to play at least three quarters. Um, I'm going to say push on Dak Prescott. Ooh, interesting. Mm, okay. okay, all right then. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, ten point seven fantasy points. Bear in mind, he scored as we mentioned um, a touchdown in every game in the last eleven weeks. So. That higher. gives you six mm. points. So all he needs is a 40-yard game. I'm going higher based on that. Like six points for the touchdown, yeah. 40 points. That I'm going higher. Yeah, I'm going to go higher on that too. Yeah. I'm going higher as well because Jonathan Allen's not playing this game, so the, the middle of their defensive line's uh, compromised. Um, obviously, they've got Chase Young, which we didn't have, but Chase Young's an outside player. Um, you don't normally see Zeke running outside, so up the middle, that's where the money is. Yeah, I like it. And they are missing quite a lot in the middle of that defensive line. They they have injuries on the defensive line quite badly. Um, okay, wide receiver CD Lamb, 18.3 fantasy points. If, mm. if, if he goes over 100 yards in this game, that's four games consecutively he's gone over 100 yards. Oh, man, that's tough, because I feel like they might try to do that. 
Mm. Uh, no Jerry. <laughs> but he's gone ah. three, which is the first time in his NFL career he's gone three That's games. Tough. I'm going to say even. Oh, he's pushing. Ooh, Paul. So everybody, do not push. <laughs> That's um. Give me those points. <laughs> I'm going higher on that one. Oh, Lord, I like it. I'm gonna go higher, and I'm saying lower on deck, but I don't know why I'm going higher on CD. I just feel it. Well, <laughs> bear in mind, he, he does do some rushing work, so we yeah, could break he... off a rush. Yeah, I, I, he he might. That's what I'm saying. He might get a long pass early or something. Turn up. I, I just feel like CD. He's in his zone right now. Yeah. Um. All right. Then Dalton Schultz, eleven fantasy points. Bear in mind, he had a two touchdown game last week. Stole the show. High point in that ball. Are you going to push, Paul? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Like on Friday. No. You're right. Okay. No. Nope. I am going lower. Lower. Interesting. Okay. I'm, all about, I'm all about the Jake Ferguson train. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hire on this one as well. Oh, I, th- no. I reckon oh. you know, they're, they're, they're going to work. I feel like no one knows how to play this fantasy football. Why do I feel like he knows how to play this fantasy football? I'm falling off his lead. <laughs> You'll copy like Yeah, I'm a copy. I'm copy. Uh, I feel like Lauren knows what he's talking about. I feel like he's good at fantasy football. I don't know yeah, well, this is the battle, yeah. This is the battle between these two for first place. That's what I'll say. Well, Chris Jamie's no playing this week, so yeah. So his yeah. score stays where it is. So you guys are really oh. going for you and I have been consistent this this season, Paul. You and I have been pretty much on most it, Thursdays. Just, so yeah. just so you know as well, I'll tell you at the end what you both need to in order to win. Um defense, cowboys defense, seven point two fantasy points, more or less. Ain't no mountain higher. <laughs> <laughs> they have scored double digits for yes. the last few weeks. Yep. Yeah, I feel like they're going to get some turnovers in this game. Turnovers is what it's been. Forced fumbles uh, mm-hmm. uh, for definite. All right, going over to the commander side, Sam Howell, uh, 12.9 fantasy points. Bear in mind, he's a Russian dual threat quarterback. I'm going to go higher. Just only just. Yeah. I'm saying, like, if, I think it'll be like 15 points or something like that. That's, okay. what, I'm, I, that's what I'm kind of yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I can see that. I think he, I'm going uh, to go higher, too. My bad, Lauren. I'm going to go higher, too, just because he ain't got nothing to lose, so he might play crazy. All right. And I'm going to push on him. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. It's all... And, like, the thing is, is both of you keep putting different scores in. So this I know. Different. It's kind of nuts. All right. Brian Robinson, then. 11.7 fantasy points. We told him... Uh, we talked about him being the bowling ball um, uh... on that offense. And the Cowboys have yet to have faced him. Because as Lorna tested yep. uh, earlier on, he was out for the first week or first game. I'm going to push. I'm going to go higher on that one, I'm afraid. Okay. Two touchdowns, you think, Lorne? Yep. Yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going higher with him. Ooh. I'm going to go right where I'm, I'm, I think he might turn up. Hmm. 
Yeah, especially when, like we spoke about the defensive tackle position as well. Yeah, I just feel like they they ain't got nothing to lose, so I just feel like their offense is going to play good this game. Yeah. All right, then. Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, 13.9 fantasy points. Bear in mind, he's going to be up against Trayvon Diggs, who definitely has Terry McLaurin's number. Yep. Lord's going low. Mm, That's going to be tough because I wonder if Diggs is going to be in the game. Hmm. Yeah, it depends how much digs they decide to play, too. That's tough. I'm actually going to say higher. Me, too. I'm going to go higher, too, because I don't know if Diggs is going to be him on the, <clears throat> on the whole game. <clears throat> and he may have some Nashawn right on him a little bit. And if, if Nashawn touches Scary Terry, he's going to get lit up. Yeah. Lauren, game on, Lauren, game on. <laughs> it's you while really going opposite to you. Uh, <laughs> all right, Logan Thomas, 7.7 fantasy points. Just to let you know, uh, nah. he, Logan Thomas this season has gone over 50 yards receiving only twice. Nah. Yeah, four. And he's going to be up against J. Ron Curse, who's right now uh, definitely turned it on. He's gone back to... Like I think maybe with J. Ron Curse, the injuries are starting to get put into the rearview mirror, and he's playing more like himself. Um, here's a question for you, actually, begin, James. Micah Parsons, some would say, is the best defensive player for the Cowboys. I would agree. Mm. Number two, is it J. Ron Curse? The second best? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I know you could say Demarcus Lawrence. I'm not saying Demarcus Lawrence. I'm not saying Demarcus Lawrence. You got Trayvon Diggs. You got Trayvon Diggs. That's that. That would be my closest person. I feel like Trayvon Diggs is a better football player, but I'm throwing in that leadership though. Mm. Mm. That leadership takes. He's at the green dot. That's tough. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. He ain't the second best. Player on the field, but he's the second best player on the field. If you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up he what mean, you're putting down. He, he, I know he missed some time, but man, he's, that a, he's that he's that emotional guy. I love when he gets to talking and gets that team and like, hey man, y'all need to step up. I don't care. We playing like crap. Like I listen to him when he says other people talk. I don't listen to them, but when he talks, yeah. I, I listen to Jay Ron Curse. He's earned yeah. that to me. And and here's the crazy part, why I'm saying that, is think about this. He was a free agent acquisition who was taken by his team in the sixth round. Wild. All right, then. Um, Washington defense, which are quite stingy, mind you. They haven't played badly. 6.4 fantasy points. Split. Hmm. I'm just thinking about our offensive line, depending how we hold up in terms of the continuity and stuff like that as well. They probably will play Chase. They probably play um, Sweat as well. So, um, really well at the moment. Too. Yeah. So that's a bit of a Chase is on IR, by the way. Is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't change my opinion actually. No, I'll, I'll stick to I'll stick to split. Yeah, can I do even on this one? Yeah, of course you can. You yeah, can I'm going to go ahead. And, this this feels a, like a, a point even. either way. So it's mm-hmm. 6.4, so it could be 7.4 all the way down to 5.4. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds right about for this defense. 
I'm going ever so slightly higher than split, so I'm going Ooh. higher. I'm afraid. They've, they've averaged about they've averaged about ten points a season per game if you if you spread it out over the season. So um, that's that's my reasoning behind that. And just so you know, you Lorne and Paul, you have had the same choices for only two of the picks. Game so, on. Yeah. Okay, I like that. It's going That's one way or the other. It's going yeah, one like way that. or the other, yeah. So, I like that. in order to overtake Jamie, Lawn, you need three yep. right, and Paul needs four right. I was a bit of trust there, but... <laughs> and that would make you win. But actually, would make you, if you got four right, you would draw with Jamie, Paul. But it's like ever so slightly by like point one. So what you're saying is I literally need to get every single one of them spot on pretty much. To no, you just need four right and it gives you an ever so slight win mm. by like point one of a percent. But there we go. I will let you know, James, where you end up ranking on the uh, guest list. Over right. there, like I say, you need to get nine of them right to overtake uh, your guy, Nix, who okay. just like had a right romper stomper when he came in. Okay. Oh, he, he was on fire for that one. <laughs> he had a he yeah. had a really easy game in fairness. And Heckma, he had the dud because he, he was on for the Tampa Bay game. So like the scores oh, were all oh, over yeah. the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah that yeah, that, 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 that Tampa Bay game was just like all over the place. <laughs> oh, I mean, he was, yeah. I mean it was it was a because you had no clue his first game of the year. The first game of the year, and also like you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you know, Dak will do that, and he didn't. He obviously right. got and you know, Zeke and Pollard were split in. Lamb was a little all over the place. Defense was bad, but yeah. But here is Mister Big Game James. He is Ooh. right there, look, smack bang in the middle, right next Ooh. to Law. Yeah, uh, where can they find you, Mister Big Game James? So people know. Ah, uh, y'all can just check me out on the handle, Big Game James on. Uh... Not on Facebook right now, not as much. I'm really just honing in on the YouTube and, you know, my Twitter, and I'm probably going to get my Instagram up. But just type in that handle, Big Game James. You know, we do Cowboys football. We also talk Mavericks basketball. Um, that's, you know, uh, after football season, we're going to go hard. It'll be like two months before the in in NBA playoffs. So check that out if you like basketball. And, of course, my high school, uh, we're getting all – I just dropped an interview yesterday. We got some more great interviews coming up, some more kids to just sign with some more schools. Uh, so check that out and get those uh, kids the support they love. They're going to need all they can get. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and you said as well, you mentioned about the the podcast. What's that called, just so people know? Uh, just Big Game James. Type in that podcast. It'll come right on it. Yeah, oh, 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 James, I was meant to ask you as well. It's like uh, um, about your nephew as well. Like, is, is it your nephew's playing ball? Yes, sir. How's he, how's he doing right now? Um, He's getting ready to uh, – actually getting ready to enroll – he just played in the uh, Under Armour All-American game uh, Tuesday. That was very exciting. Um, he's going right into school right after that. So, um, you know, I'm we're all excited, man. You know, I can't really explain it. Uh, dude, I'm excited to go to these games at LSU. To, you know what I mean? Like, this is a big deal. Like, this is a real big deal with our family. We have a lot of athletes in our family that have played college sports. Uh, but obviously, this is probably the biggest one we've had. Um, and to see my see him, I've seen him since he was a baby playing little league football. So to see him growing up 
and doing it now. It's just uh, really exciting. I just really hope he uh, has the opportunity. Makes him, I know he's going to make the most opportunity. But ain't, I, I'm going to tell you all right now, when we playing somebody, they play Oklahoma, they say something, and Yates come in, and he hits somebody, and Yates with the big hit. Bro, we gonna, I'm going to do backflips. <laughs> on, we, want, we want the soundbite. We want the soundbite, please. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, just make sure you send it to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I'm keeping a follow on what you're you're posting on Twitter and stuff like that, and I just, and I wish him all the best because I, I just I just love the fact that you're just being so supportive of your family and that, and it's, I think it's just great to see that. And uh, yeah, but, it's different uh, really when you got something that. when you got something invested in people in that way, in it, you know, yeah. It's just yeah, an added kick to it, an added spice. Yeah, because it's like I've coached a lot of kids, and I got a couple kids that have do, uh, yeah. pro. Uh, pro opportunities coming up next year. Um, so, you know, that's super exciting. Um, one kid, um, Julius uh, Wood, definitely check him out. He plays for East Carolina. He's a safety. He'll be a senior uh, next year. I'm de he's definitely going to be in the draft publications. He's probably going to be one of the top seniors uh, coming into the league as a safety, and they play Michigan. Mm -hmm. Their first game is Michigan next year, and he's in the big house. Mm -hmm. So we're all excited. I'm going to be at that yeah. game. Uh, I'm going to be super excited. Oh, but if he goes up there and really turns up, it really just – elevates his draft status and, yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. all excited because you know i was coaching him and he played with my son you know they played together for like three yeah. years together so just to see him like man you really could go pro uh but like y'all said it hits different when it's a family member out there doing it and they're calling my, your family's name out yeah, there yeah, yeah it hits yeah, yeah. a little bit different when cbs and all them guys are saying yates with the yates. big tackle it's a little <laughs> bit different right there <laughs> uh, can you imagine as well if they end up calling him big yates that's right it's over here you know it <laughs> <laughs> but mate it was an absolute honor to have you and we couldn't have it any other way than to do the final and his volume just disappeared there yep my voice yeah your voice just disappeared yep. there uh, it's because the music playing the outro but yes uh there's no way we couldn't have the final regular season game without having you on big game um yeah like you say we was talking briefly before and then you say yeah and you were available it's like yes and it, it, yeah. it was funny is paul and lawn don't know this that i messaged because we were talking and i was like do you want to go and he was like yes i accidentally pressed the call button i was so excited i was like oh crap and i was like sorry <laughs> you're like yeah i know you're excited i was like i know <laughs> yeah. i was like yo you super excited you calling me after i said yes okay yeah. i gotta be there yeah. Uh, but it's an absolute pleasure, mate, to speak to you again. Um, hey, I, I will, as I say, let you know what your final score was. And uh, we, I'll talk to you offline another time and we'll see how things are well, going. Before mate. we get off of here, I just want to give you guys a shout out, man. You guys are awesome. We've been doing this for like about what two, three years now, man. Yeah. And it's been, yep. man, it's been great, man. I feel like I've forged a great relationship with you guys. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing on the other side out there, really holding it down out there in the UK, man. It's just, it's just awesome. You guys are great people. I just want to really tell you that. I ain't just saying that just because it sounds good. We on air, whatever. <laughs> You guys are great people, man. You guys really are great people. And you always made me feel comfortable, always made me feel at home when I come on here. And that's big. Not That don't happen on a lot of shows. It's, you guys are genuine. And that's what I respect more than anything. You guys are genuine and you're real. And that's what I really flow with. And that's why I'm going to always be on here whenever y'all ask me. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, it's your second home. Man, that's true. Hit me right, right in the heart. I know, I know. It's real. It's real. All the, it's real. All the feels. All the feels. Hey, it's real.
<laughs> but yes, as we do every week, we let these guys finish the show off. So Lorne, Paul finishes out and we'll get out of here. Peace. Yep. Let's start 2023 with a win. Go into the playoffs nice and hot. Go Cowboys. I've got nothing much else to say, but yeah, we're in the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>